On today's episode of Melanated Conversations, we amplify the voice of Chanley Johnson. Chanley is the CEO and founder of Detroit Kindred. Detroit Kindred is an indie beauty company specializing in the duration of natural and organic beauty products. Detroit Kindred offers products for hair, skin, and cosmetics in the marketplace as they become readily available. Chanley prides herself in running an honest company that provides handmade, manufactured, natural, organic, vegan, and chemical-free products from independent companies and popular brands. Listen in as Chanley shares her story of how she stepped out on faith, began her business, and learned not only to build confidence within herself, but her abilities as well as her faith in God. Welcome to Melanated Conversations, our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tarian. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I am your co-host, Yana. I am your co-host, Tarian. <laughs> yes, y'all. Welcome back. We are excited to connect and chat with another very special guest. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, we actually have Chenley on the line with us. Um, she's oh. actually going to, sh- hey, hey, welcome girl. <laughs> um, she's actually going to share with us and, you know, share a little bit about her story. And yeah, um, and just a quick note, you know, this show is always a big family gathering, I feel anyway, even with the, the women that the new women that we connect with each every week. Um, I feel like we always I don't know what I was about to say there. I lost my train of thought. Our family reunion. And (laughs) we're able to connect even with our guests and our listeners. But, you know, besides Yana and I being family, we've we've brought some more family on. Like, actual family, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, y'all, Chanley is actually my cousin um, through my husband. Her husband um, and my husband are cousins. I don't know if y'all got got that all together. But, so, yeah. (laughs) So, this is just a big old little family reunion. So, um, I love it. I love it. So yes, thank you for saying yes and joining us. Um, as always, we before we kickstart our show, we like to loosen up the reins a little bit and you know throw out a, a rapid fire or two, depending on how much time we got. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you open to you know play with us for a moment? I guess yes, sure. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be, I it'll hope. be harmless. I really hope. <laughs> it's not bad. I don't think it's bad. No, um, yeah. So I'm just going to throw out, you know, as Black women, we have all been on a journey with our hair. And, you know, we, we rock a lot of different type of styles and locks throughout our journey. So in that, we've learned and discovered we've had some ups and some downs. <laughs> and discovered. Down. So I want to know what's one of your hair faux pas? 
Uh-uh. Like, <laughs> out of all the things you could ask, you wanted to know this one. Okay. Chanley, Chanley we, we're all on the chopping block. We, we have to answer this too. So you're not alone in this. Are we talking about recent or past? Because I got a lot of past ones. Or are we talking about? Okay, so I I used to I used to straighten my hair all the time, like just constantly. It had gotten to the point where I was just like gluing tracks in and everything. It was just oh, it was so horrible. I uh, was going to this beauty school because it was like cheaper. I let this girl put a bang in, glue a bang in the top of my like in the front of my head. And swoop it around with like hard spritz. Oh my gosh. It was summertime. I sweated so bad. It just looked like it was a big fan in the front of my face. It was the worst thing I ever did. I have pictures on Facebook. I should delete them. Oh, oh no. We need to see those pictures. (laughs) It was the worst. It was the, I can look back and just cringe at those pictures. That was probably the worst thing I ever did. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, and spritz my hair after a perm. Was it there? Pump it up, cause y'all know Pump it up. Oh, yes, it was. You, you could walk in a room and you could tell when somebody sprayed pumping up. Like you could yes. smell it in there. Yes, it was. That's the some worst. potent stuff. There was some potent stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what they put in that, but that it was like. <laughs> it really had your brain on freeze. You put oh, that in your real. head. You can't move. You yeah, can't move. Don't let it a little bit get on your eyebrow. It- <laughs> yes. It was like them Shanene curls. Like it just did. It was so hard. It didn't move. Like it just. Yeah. Uh, uh, never. Yeah. That's that was- hilarious. What about oh, you, Terry? You know what? So here's here's the thing about this. Growing up, for the most part, I really was not adventurous with my hairstyles. I really kind of, I kind of played it neutral, played it safe. Um, I always envied the girls that would take risks. It's not really until I've gotten older that I've started to become more adventurous with my hair. However, the one thing that I did do a lot when I was younger, or like a teenager, 13, 14, 15, I had started like putting a, a rinse on my hair, you know, try to lighten up my hair color, just, just, you know, try to be edgy or whatever. And I remember going to um, Little Rock Hat was had their annual Juneteenth celebration. I just got a fresh relaxer, fresh rinse. My rinse was like that um, burgundy kind of color. Oh, and uh, what is this going? <laughs> Went to, went to the Juneteenth celebration. Clearly should have checked the weather that day because <laughs> it was a downpour that came out of nowhere. You know, those summertime southern thunderstorms mm. that just kind of pop up, you know, and right there on the river, there's really not anywhere you can run to to hide. I mean, you can try to run under one of the bridges or something like that, but there's this like open space. Anyway, it was a disaster. Um, I think I had on a white shirt to top it off. So I was dripping burgundy uh, hair rinse all oh. over. Talk about embarrassing. One kid was like, you put Kool-Aid in your hair. I was like, this is horrible. You know, 13, 14, you, 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 you becoming a lot more self-aware. You trying to be a little cute and that happens. Just, you yeah. didn't let it sit or something. What happened? No, I mean, I went to the, I went to the beauty shop. So oh. I got my hair done. Like oh. I, I got a fresh relaxer wrap, you know, hair was flowing and blowing, was looking cute. And <sighs> no. 
God said, not today. <laughs> you just couldn't so, be great. That's all. I, I couldn't be great that day. No, not oh. at all. So y'all both, I just thought about y'all's um, story are both weather related too. That played an impact into y'all's story. Mine, yeah. it was just all me. <laughs> I was the storm. So y'all remember back in the 90s when, you know, Brandy and, you know, Janet with the, um, the what they call it, the uh, poetic justice braids, yeah. real, like the very beginning before they came back to, you know, where they are now. Dookie braids. Yeah, the dookie, that's what they were called yeah, back dookie then, the dookie braids. Braid. Yeah. And you know how you used to braid it, and then when you get to that end, what you do to the end of the other braid? You burn it. That's right. That's right. You burn it. (laughs) Well, I was over here trying to like burn the ends and realize I was burning my hair, y'all. Oh my God. Mercy. I was like, because you know, it does have like a little scent when you smell, but I was like, this little, this feels different than what I (laughs) had done before. Why is it more crispier than the. Yeah, I burnt like about three, four braids in my hand. Before no, I <laughs> before I realized I was burning my own hair. Because you know uh-uh. you get like a couple at a time, and I right. was like, yeah, I was. I got that lighter, was just going, just going to town. <laughs> <laughs> Did, how, how long was your hair at the time? Um, it was so the braids were like maybe shoulder. So it was like. I would say neck, 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 neck shoulder. Yeah, oh, neck, uh, clavicle. Clavicle, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. I I think that was the other part, too. I didn't braid them long. Well, I didn't braid them. I, you know, it was one of those kitchen beautician days. You mm-hmm. know, you have a friend that's braid, and then you're like, okay, you braid, I'm going to burn. You braid, I'll burn. And right. Yeah, I, I burned <sighs> up. Well, I'm glad now they figured, people figured out, like, you can just soak the ends in hot water to seal them <laughs> instead of burning them, because... Well, that, they, that, they you know, that hair, hair was too. different, too. Yeah, that yeah, hair, yeah. You had oh, to burn yeah. it. That was synthetic. That, that was synthetic, jumbo pack, yucky. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was them 39-cent bag packs. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. You can you can find it at the at your local um gas station. Right. <laughs> no, I should have known then you not know, to buy man. gas station hair. <laughs> but you know, hey, why I, I, I can get a jungle juice and a pack of jumbo pack of hair too. Listen, <laughs> the jungle juices. Oh, Ooh. so yeah. You know, you live and you learn. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that was fun. That was that cool. was thank a lot of fun. For, thank you for being open and transparent with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about my embarrassing moments. I have plenty of them. It's all good. No, we all do. Trust. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, um, I know we could sit and, and ramble all day long, but let's get get into the good stuff. It's time for our melanated chat. And so um, are you ready, Shanley? Yes. All right, let's go. So my first question for you, can you just tell us what is your origin story? Who is Shanley and, and what are your roots? Where are you from? Well, let me just break it down. I do have a name unlike any other. My name comes from my mother's middle name, Chanel, and my father's name is Lee. 
So combine. Of course, you know how black people like to put names together. <laughs> yeah. And that is my name, Chanley. Um, I come from Detroit, Michigan. Um, you know, I, my family, whole, my whole family lives here. And uh, this is where I kind of stuck. Um, I kind of ventured out into the suburbs, but end up coming back. And uh, I love it. I love it. Nice. My my mom was actually born in Detroit. Her father um, moved there. And so I've got some cousins and my aunts had uh, some aunts and uncles that lived out there. And they actually just recently moved here to the Texas area, but spent a lot of summers in Detroit, uh, a lot of holidays in Detroit. So I'm very familiar with it. It's been years since I've been, but I feel like I'm connected to you just because you know, Detroit, yeah. the Motor City. Yeah, we were just talking about this, Terry, and um, we were like, <laughs> it's, if you know, I, I I would say probably there is a high chance if you are from the South, if you're a Black person from the South, that you have relatives in Detroit, yeah. Chicago area, or in California. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. <laughs> um, and both of us, we have on both sides of our family, we have ties to Detroit. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, it's not crazy because I think it goes. You know, that's that's it it makes from sense. a historical piece. It is. That. It is because um, a lot of families have traveled up here for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, Motor City. That's the place to be. That was the place that's to make money. So that's right. Yeah. That's that's why we. You know, we we're probably connected. We all cousins yeah. somehow. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm my grandfather sure used to work are. for uh, Chrysler. <laughs> yeah. While he was up there. So yeah, that makes yeah complete sense. Okay, Motown, stand up, stand that's up. That's right, that's right. This the, look, this the true D. That's what I got to say that. I got to say it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we little D. That's right, <laughs> right. The true D. I won't tell JJ that because he believes y'all the real D, but, you know. Uh, no. Oh, no. You know, we we're know. actually we're actually originally from Arkansas, so, you know, yeah. we yeah. transplants to Dallas, so we... That holds no weight with us. Good, good. Well, we digress. We digress. <laughs> All right. So I know that you have this phenomenal brand that you started called Detroit Kendra. Since we're talking about Detroit, even you, just how you even like you bring your roots into the ethos of your brand is, you know, I love it. I love how, you know, everything is so unique to you and you know, through your experience. So I always want to know a little bit more about what inspired you to create um, Detroit Kindred. What was the inspiration behind the name and, you know, just a little bit about your brand in general. It started, originally I started a business with my husband. We had kind of created a business plan and everything. And so we looked up and we were like, we need more money for this. <laughs> so it didn't work out in that way. And I started looking into what I liked and what I'm really good at and what did, what didn't feel like a job. And I I just love beauty items. I found that I really was interested in that. I've always been interested in doing my hair and doing other people's hair. And, and so um, that's when I started thinking, man, you know, I love my natural hair and it'll be nice to have a place to go and find these things, all the things that I really enjoy. And a lot of people ask me about those things. So Detroit Kindred was birth. Um, the name actually came from the place of origin, Detroit, and then Kindred being similar because it didn't matter where I went or who I interacted with online. We were somewhat similar in the same way that we love beauty. 
and it just came that way. I don't just like kindred spirits almost. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Now, you know, a lot of times people always have, you know, people have ideas and things that they, you know, maybe aspire to do in life, but they may not have the confidence to be able to, you know, take that leap forward, you know, step out on faith and just kind of pursue their dream for you. Where did you find the confidence to, to start your, your own company? Well, it was basically me being tired of being in the same place. So you know how you get into the repetition of doing that work routine and um, seeing a lot of the same people and doing a lot of the same things. I got, I got real tired of it. And I felt like it was, it was like a much needed outlet. I found myself uh, one day having a venture outside of the house because I like to attend events around the city and uh, they had Detroit startup week here. Uh, I know they have startup weeks everywhere in in the States, but um, they had one here and I just went six months pregnant. (laughs) Wow. And uh, I had no idea about the world of entrepreneurship, went there, was inspired, and I've kind of taken off since. And I've I fell in love with being an entrepreneur, with encouraging people to find their own lane and avenues. And it's just, it's amazing. I I really love it. I have a passion for what I do and I'm only kind of like getting started. Mm-hmm. But you started. That's the, yeah. that's, that's, what I did. That's, yeah. that's the hardest part. We talk about this all the time is because people ask us like, you know, what can we do? I want to do the same thing. And I was like, you can. It's just, mm-hmm. all it takes is you just getting past that saying I want to do it and just starting to do it because things begin to open up for you as you move I did want to add on one more thing I think um it helps when you get around people that are doing things that you want to do yeah even if you start to have the conversation because you know we in COVID you can't go around a lot of people but you know you can enter into those spaces where people are talking about the things that you're interested in Mm -hmm. um for me, it was just as simple as joining a Facebook group yeah. and, you know, kind of starting my own and having the conversation of what, what do people like? What do, what do women like? What do uh, you want to have for your kids as far as better products? And that was it. Just talking about the things you like and surrounding yourself with that imagery, it'll, it'll motivate you. Right. I know you mentioned that you, you said that you and your husband um, initially were on, you know, we're talking through, you know, starting a business. Did you guys have like any other references, like family wise or friend wise or anything, any mentorships or any uh, mentors? I mean, that, that started or had their own business. Oh yeah. And my family more so uh, my grandmother was a, a serial entrepreneur. She really, took off with multiple businesses. She was also a social worker and a counselor, um, like, you know, certified legit counselor. <laughs> so uh, it was just amazing to see her operate. And she continued on in school until she like was 60 something. Like she just kept, she's like, always educate yourself and really research what you want to get into. And from that, I was just inspired. Uh, my family, a uh, few people in my family, they own their own business. My uncle does. He owns his own church and he has his own construction company. My 
my cousins, you know, they have their own business. So it's kind of like an infectious bug. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love that. You know, you get people to model it for you. Right. Um, whether yeah. they, you know, you know, a lot of times you can, you hear a lot of times celebrities say, well, I'm not, I'm not a role model, da, da, da. But the truth of the matter is that someone is always watching you, whether you yes. want to be that or not. And it's cool. It was cool. I think for you to, that people in your family, immediate family were modeling that for you, whether they were intentionally doing it or not, they were pursuing their passions and you were able to see that as something that was attainable. So that's really cool. Were there any particular lessons that you pulled from those experiences of growing up and watching those um, individuals in your family pursue those um, ventures within their own businesses? Uh, I would say that it, it's never too late. Every time when you think that, man, I can, I can, it's not really a such thing as I can. It's just you won't. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you do what you like to do. You'll make time for the things that you want to do. But I think it was just more so it's never too late. You can keep you can keep going and it's never too late to learn anything. You should always be constantly learning something. No, that's 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 true. <laughs> um, I guess this kind of ties a little bit into the, the more of that same um, kind of question is how you touched on a little bit of this. But specifically with this particular venture, how did you navigate through the unknowns um, as you you know, have built this, this brand, like what resources were available to you and where, and where did you have to actively seek to, you know, as you found that you may have been, you know, there might've been some gaps um, into moving in your business. So I come from a pharmaceutical background. I know nothing about business. (laughs) So this was totally different for me Uh, after attending that event. Like I, like I said, I was just interested in getting out the house and really just attending an, an event around the city. They had resources, free resources that whole week. So by doing that, you get to connect with people. You talk to people, find out um, what they're into. How did they even get started? And with that, um, I found out it was a program here in the city of Detroit called Motor City Match. I signed up for it and they helped to develop. Uh, help you develop a business plan. And then from there, it was a place called Bill Institute that we attended, me and my husband. And they basically lay everything plain. Like it's just, it's super easy. They're basically giving you a business. And um, they had different resources there. You had uh, different teams around Detroit, Prosperous, uh, like I said, Bill Institute, Motor City Match, BizGrid, uh, DEGC, it's a lot of different uh, resources online that you can really start to research and look into. Um, and I would say even just tapping into the Chamber of Commerce where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a lot of resources. It's just kind of like putting yourself out there, asking questions and really opening your mouth and asking people, hey, how did you do this? What, what inspired you to do this? And that was my avenue. Um, and so I started to join Facebook groups after that point, um, Detroit Leadership Network. And that was just strictly like for women. And I'm still a part of it. They tell you all about different things that are happening in the, in the community, whether you want to be a vendor, whether you want to offer your services as an entrepreneur. Um, it's amazing what people are into and what they know. And by just asking questions, I, I kind of always have like an open door. That's what I always view it as. 
I love that. I love that. I love the fact that you, you know, you did your research and you exhausted all your resources. Um, and, and like you said, I think, which is very important, you asked questions, you opened your mouth and just asked questions. You knew that this was something that you weren't necessarily, you didn't necessarily have a, you didn't have a background in. Um, it was something that was foreign to you, but you know, you had a passion for it and you, and so you made sure you took the necessary steps to make sure that you were knowledgeable um, in this in this field. And yes, and I love the fact that there were so many like resources out there, and it seems like most yeah. they were mostly like free. So ready yeah, yes, um, out there for you, and mostly I don't know for sure if they really like had if they emphasize more minority businesses because um, that I think is a lot is a key for a lot of us too because a lot, a lot of things we just don't know mm. we don't know what we don't know yeah um, yes. um but having the access to those resources is key um Absolutely. I, yeah I, I commend you for and you say you were six months pregnant girl I know. I didn't know. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. (laughs) I went there and I looked around. I'm like, oh, it's a free event. And I'm thinking free stuff. They give you free lunch, girl. I was, and I was hungry. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm about to go down here and see what they got. And uh, I went there and of course, nobody looks like me waddling around. But uh, the most amazing thing that inspired me was it they had a panel of black women about how they entered into entrepreneurship and um they had one woman who still I, I believe she still uh, has a company here house of Ven, and she's she's a black uh business owner and it was strictly wine she owns a store of wine like i just like in our downtown area and i found it amazing she used grants and everything to start her business mm-hmm. and um I had never heard anything like that like who owns a winery like a wine store or, you know I, I just thought it was amazing you had people that were uh, relationship counselors and they started their own beauty brands and I just could not be- I just was like in awe so from that point just for that event to give the floor to black women Mm-hmm. I felt as though that could be me one day. I don't know. You know, I'm, I was just excited about them doing their thing. And I knew that if they were able to do it with, you know, maybe even less resources than I have, then it's possible for me. Yes. That's, that's dope. I love that. Now, Shanley, let's talk about Detroit Kindred a little more in depth. Okay. Can you can you share with us and our listeners um, some of the products that you feature? Um, and then also how how important was it for you to make sure that the the products that you source were cruelty free and were also produced right here in the US? Okay, so uh, Detroit Kindred is a natural and organic beauty brand. And um, every month, I make sure to put together a collective box of a specialized theme. So like this month's theme is honey. Next month's theme will be uh, black feature. It's like a black box. So you have black tea, black soap, black oil. And um, I just wanted to make sure that the products that are offered present your you as a person and your body um, great benefits. 
And I think it's I think it's very important for us to really understand that, especially in the black community, what we are applying to our bodies and what we intake, even with food down to food. Um, I think that uh, we don't really realize how important it is. Um, some years ago, I was diagnosed with like PCOS and um, it had to do with my diet and even things that I was putting on my body. Um, and even down to like medication and everything like that, I just felt as though I wanted to not only cleanse my outside, but my inside as well. And I wanted to offer the same opportunities to a lot of other people. And that's how that spawned. Um, with Detroit Kindred, cruelty-free is so important to me, as well as um, that natural and organic labeling factor, because there aren't really tight regulations on labeling. But um, ingredient-wise, I think that we have to do a little more digging and a little more research as to what we're putting on our bodies um, so it's not harming us in the long run. Um, throughout Black history, we understand that a lot of things have taken place, especially with Black women and health. So um, that I just wanted to target in on us as a, an audience, as a, a a community and make sure that we are getting the proper products. Yeah. We deserve that at least. Mm-hmm. And I think that it makes a difference um, when it comes down to our spending. Mm-hmm. You know, we we shouldn't spend billions of dollars on stuff that doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it's just important for us to be a little more knowledgeable. And if I can help that, I'll continue to have this brand out. I'll continue to put out better products for us and um, even for men and children. I'm, I'm really, really striving to do that. I, I would love to um, incorporate more of that. I have it in Detroit Kindred now and I just started. Um, but I think that's just the lane that I'm in right now. And um, I think that it's really, really important for us to kind of get woke in that area too. Mm-hmm. No, you, man, you, I love it. Um, I would say I purchased your Father's Day, your your June box for Father's Day for Cordell. And this man is like, oh, she got a box for every month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, before I even started, I, I, I honestly believed that it was only going to be women. I said, oh, I know women. They love beauty and this and that. I've had more men ask me questions. Hey, do you have this for men? Do you have, you know, stuff, the multivitamins and all this? I said, hold up. Like, <laughs> I didn't get that deep yet, but. Uh, but I think that's a good point it, because when you think about the beauty market, I feel like it's saturated. Don't get me wrong. I love that there are so many new brands out there, especially for us that really want to, um, you know, produce products that really cater to what our needs are, what our skin needs are, you know, still factoring into how it, you know, like you mentioned, how it affects our bodies and things of that nature. But when you look at the whole scope of the beauty brand, you see more so that it's more skewed to women and not yeah. men. And so yes. there is such a big market. There's a real gap there. You know, we're saying that we need these things as women, but on the, our men need these too. Well, and I'm I mean, not going to hold you. I'm getting tired of my, my, my husband's hands. That's what I was <laughs> just about to say. Yes. 
I was literally about to say that. Oh, that that's that. Well, that's the thing. Not you know, clearly there is a need because our husbands are coming over to our side of the counter, yes. the bathroom, digging through our conditioners and lotions and creams and uh, butters. Uh, sir, get your own, please. Like we don't yeah. notice. You open, yeah. up right. jar, open up that jar and a whole chunk of a corner go like right. Let me tell you, and they don't take like a little bit, they take a whole chunk out. (laughs) Chunk, yeah, (laughs) no, but he really enjoyed the box. Um, he, yeah, that's very true. Uh, even with go ahead, go ahead, even with my husband, uh, I purchased like if I purchase some coconut oil, oh, it's on his side of the bedroom, it's his stuff, and it becomes his, and it's almost like that's not that's for everybody to use, that ain't for just you. But I understand, man, they they need that, too. They mm-hmm. need something that they can use as well. That's better for them. It was one of the beard oils that you put in that June box. It smells so good. I'm going to have to look at it again and figure out which one it is. I think it was it's like a real, I don't know if it's a tiny bottle. It was like an oh, red black box, I, I think. Is it? Oh, no, no, no. That's the uh, Working Man. Working oil. Man. Yeah, Working Man like- beard oil. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> okay, <laughs> working man, you better friend. <laughs> oh, I don't need these type of problems in quarantine, Shanley. Yeah, that's it. A lot of guys they ended up liking them, but I appreciate it, girl. <laughs> no, but yes, I do love the theme of your box. I know, um, because I'm I love honey, honey, uh, and I started this this for July. Um, you have, like you said, the hunting theme and then it's all black everything for August. I love it. So, but yeah, um, I, I, I do like that you are conscious in, you know, in, in the curation of the boxes that you, that you, um, that you, you know, I guess that's it work here for us. Um, how, how did you manage those relationships to, I'm trying to get all your secrets, but you know, how, what, what did it look like for you starting out to manage those relationships to get those, um, the products for your boxes? Um, I really was going to start with, uh, some of the bigger brands. And I was like, oh man, I can, I can have this brand and have that brand. And as we're seeing just like now, a lot of those brands are not really owned by us. Or even uh, like women-owned companies or anything. There, a lot of them are corporations, and mm-hmm. uh, they a lot of them turn me down. I started to get a little discouraged at first um, because you have to make a certain amount of money to actually enter into those spaces. Um, so I said, "Well, you know, um, let me find smaller wholesalers," um, and that's exactly what I did. If it's a product that I'm really interested in, I can run across it in a store. I will email them and actually um, ask them, hey, how do you, you know, are you interested in being featured in my box or whatever? Some people will turn you down. And I think it's okay with accepting a rejection and moving forward because maybe it's not the time Mm -hmm. or maybe that's not the right person. So uh, I do do look to a lot of um, independent companies like myself, because they're benefiting as small, smaller businesses and entrepreneurs, and I'm benefiting. So it's a win-win situation. Um, 
And a lot of times I make sure that even in posting on social media that I credit that product to them because without that, you know, I don't really have much of a brand. So um, I really, really like that. And I make sure that I include at least, at least um, one product created by a Black woman. Um, That's just my goal. I'm really, really trying to make sure that I make that accessible to everybody because we have great products too. We create great things. And I, I believe in that black girl magic. I believe that it's, it's really uh, um, great that we are able to be creative and whether it be skincare, hair care, cosmetics, you know, we're out there too. Absolutely. Well, we might have some people we can connect you with. Yeah. But, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, y'all. It's a lot of things going. Thankfully, this is a recording and we can edit different parts. <laughs> but today, of all days, we just got all kinds of things that's just happening that don't never actually happen. happen. Planes flying over me. Pe- people mowing, <laughs> children knocking on the door, coming in. Like, you know. Air I'm kicking recording. on. Like, just oh, all sorts of foolishness going on right now. <laughs> oh, we're sorry if we're kind of like throwing up or we kind of quiet. It's like, oh, we're trying. <laughs> Tell people to go away. I'm looking at boo. They out here mowing. You can hear everything. This is the behind the scenes of putting together. <laughs> right. <Wow. laughs> when you're in your closet trying to recover. Man, <laughs> um. Okay. So, how do you navigate through? you know, this journey as an entrepreneur, there are so many difficult moments that happen, um, not even just with the business itself, but just things, you're still living life. You're still, a, you know, you still are a black woman. You're still a, a, a wife. And there are so many elements to those things that factor into um, all the things. And, you know, it could affect what you building your brand. So, what would you say has been kind of one of the most challenging things that you've experienced during this process, as well as, you know, being a black woman entrepreneur? Um, I think one of the challenging things is because I'm really just getting started. And well, I, I don't know whether a lot of people realize it or not, but there is a face to beauty. And a lot of times it don't look like us. So um, with that, it's almost like I, I, I feel like it's my duty or my job to continue to push that, um, pushing our brands f- forward and making sure that we are included and um, that we have some type of say. I think that's a, a challenge as a black woman. And whether I, I feel like at the end of the day, we have to be heard in some kind of some kind of space. You know, I think that. uh the, the most challenging thing just in general in business is just the balancing act. You know, um, as an entrepreneur, you know, any entrepreneur can tell you, you do not get sleep. <laughs> like sometimes I'm operating off of like four hours or three hours, but you know what? I just feel like in the long run, it's going to be worth it. And um, just implementing a schedule and making sure that I kind of stick to at least uh accomplishing one goal daily and that's that's probably it into the um as far as like business goes like I mentioned earlier it's okay to 
accept when somebody does not want to work with you or when they strictly tell you a no, you don't have a reason of why they don't want to work with you. You just continue to have push on that drive that you have inside of you and just continue to push forward and work with other people because there are so many brands to work with. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so right. Um, there are there are definitely a lot of moments that you know this is it's it's basically like kind of i i say it's almost like giving birth it's like a baby you know that, that especially those first few years you don't get a lot of sleep no you know learning the, what this baby needs and how to give you know show the love that it needs you know give it the right nutrients and <laughs> and it 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 can be draining but also, it can be so rewarding. It's rewarding and it's, it's like this, you know, you get both. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's such because, you know, all of this that you're, these outputs that's coming from you is you're putting into something that is an extension of you and you want it to live on beyond you. It's, yeah. it's not just, you know, some company that you're just working for. Like you are the brand and this yes. you know, um, it's definitely rewarding. Um, what, what I wanted to know, what does a typical day look like for you working through your brand? Um, so like today, um, well, each week I have at least one day to myself, like a, a strict, like nine hours to myself. And, uh, I try to like put so many different things in that time slot. And like right now, my son is at daycare and my husband is at work. We just got a new dog. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm having to take the dog out every couple hours and he's a puppy. And, you know, I'm still on my laptop. And most times when I'm home, my laptop is near me or I'm around it or something along those lines. And I'm basically trying to uh, look at what ways I can improve. I'm always looking at ways that I can improve. Um, or it may be just researching, oh, this may be something that I want to include in a box for December, like, you know, trying to be a months ahead of time. And um, yeah, what ways can I always make things better? Uh, researching what's trending and then what's beneficial and whether that'll help me or not. So uh, from the beginning in the morning, I'm dropping off my son and trying to research and navigate my way through everything. Um, I'm really honing into uh, scheduling things ahead of time and making sure that I'm posting on all my social media pages because that is something that is very difficult for me. (laughs) But uh, I try to be, I try to stay consistent. Um, And then it's household things, you know, making sure I'm still cleaning up, making sure I still cook. Cause yes, I still cook at my house. <laughs> and yeah, as soon as my husband gets home, it's basically, okay, what's the plan? Cause we have plans that we have in place together. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. and then when they go to sleep at night, my husband, my son, even the dog, mm-hmm. uh, I'm up on my laptop once again, you know, back at it. So it just never stops, uh, whether I'm making sure I'm putting in numbers for inventory or making sure that I'm making sure everything's balanced. Um, how old is Detroit Kindred? When did you first, when did it, when did you launch? So I launched the website in February, but I had been working on it since last year. I want to say April, May. 
But yeah, I was working on uh, creating the business plan and going through uh, the classes and everything like that and um, trying to get the funds to start. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How do you find that, that balance? Um, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but as a wife, as a mom and a wife and being an entrepreneur, how do you find that balance? Like, you know, some people just kind of go through the day and it's just, it is kind of what it is. And then for other people, balance is a lot more important. Like for you, how do you find the balance to be able to? And I'll add to that too. Like, girl, how do you find, like, where, what does your self-care look like in that? Especially in the midst of COVID right now. Absolutely. Um, and you got a dog too, man? I just got a dog, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we drove for the dog too, like car. Oh. Um, so self-care for me is just basically, that's that's my prayer time. My prayer time is my car time. It is the time when I have that day to myself, it is just basically, okay, let me woosah and get it together. Um, and a lot of times when I'm up at night, if I'm not working on work, a lot of times it's my hair. Um, I, I'm really big in that area. Um, as far as balance and as far as balancing things, uh, I guess balance is what you want it to be so say for instance if you want to spend more time with your husband or your family that would probably um be on whatever designated time that you choose it um I don't think that sticking to your schedule is such a balance because something will always go lacking um I think for my son I try to make sure that um, I only give him a certain amount of time as far as TV time or tablet time. And then I'm kind of hands-on with him, whether it's running in the backyard or taking him to the park or going over little uh, like learning activities. I try to make sure that I engage with him on a daily level on that field. And then as far as my husband, sometimes you got to turn on the girlfriend card and you just say, okay, you know, what you want today? You know, <laughs> it's not like a... a a thing of trying to be so set and structured because yes. mm-hmm. set and structure does not always work. It's almost like, I mean, as a wife, I'm there to help him. I'm not there to, well, this is what you ought to do because it's on my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of try to meet in terms of let's just sit down what we got for the week or what do we have planned for the next few days together or what do you have planned? And we can collectively work together in that way. Um, but like I said, something always goes lacking. It's mm-hmm. just making sure that I'm okay with trying it the next day. Because yeah. sometimes I can get anxious and kind of beat myself up. Oh, I didn't get it finished today. And that's okay. I, ha- I have to tell myself that is okay. It didn't get done today. It's fine. No, you are speaking to me. Tyrion <laughs> would tell you I'm, I'm, t- I'm a bit of a worker bee. And sometimes that's to my detriment. That spoke to me too. Cause like I had to like sit myself down. Like actually it took a breakdown. Um, I actually had an anxiety attack because I was, it was so much that I was trying to consume and take on. And a lot of that too is because you get in this space, you, you feel like you're an entrepreneur. That means you have to do it. But people had to sit me down including tearing it and we're like you can let some things go everything you won't have to do 
so yeah no i i guess i i had that learning lesson of you just have to be okay with some things just falling off the plate or not necessarily just falling off the plate but you don't have to eat the whole plate in one day yeah i was oh. going to say it's not even about you know what you just said make you think things everything's going to fall off the plate and then you have nothing mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's like okay you just like you have to eat in portions or in segments you got breakfast lunch and dinner type of thing like you going to eat we're going to make sure we get fed um but it's okay to not overconsume and 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 fill your belly too much uh, cuz then it can make you sick right mm-hmm. it can make you sick Ooh, ain't that an analogy that's a word <laughs> so <laughs> Yes, all things in balance, but we know we got to keep grinding at the end of the day as well. Yes. Yeah. So what's your long-term dream for Detroit Kendrick? What do you, how do you, what's your, your vision? How do you see this, this baby growing? Well, I would love to open up a natural and organic beauty supply store. That's yeah. what I would love to do for Detroit Kendrick. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry Here for that. No, I was listening. I got excited. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> um, so I want to have an online platform. And with COVID happening and everything, it really helped me to look at things in a different aspect because you saw a lot, you see a lot of businesses that are failing because they don't have online space mm-hmm. or they, had, they hadn't prepared for that just yet. So I would love to um, continue to grow where I am online and then uh, look for that brick and mortar and be able to open that up in my community because, you know, in all of our communities, we don't really have that. We have a lot of beauty supplies where we don't have the help or we don't have the proper products. And we don't have the, the, the we're, we're, we don't have the ownership in these, a lot of these spaces. That part. I think it's just really important that we have that um, in our community. So it inspires younger generations to know that they can build up their own brand and their own businesses too. If they see people that look like them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man, this has been, um, just a, I think a great conversation. Um, uh, and I'll tell you why from my, my vantage point, why besides the fact that what you're doing, I think is amazing. How you got started is even more amazing. And just pushing and striving to to do great things and give wonder and give and give great things back to our community, but some you know a lot of times some women a lot of women we talk to while we do hear about their journey a lot of times some women are already kind of peaking or at their peak so to speak, mm-hmm. um, and we're still like you're still climbing the mount and we're and we're getting like a vantage a different vantage point i guess i should say um and i and i love just i love the fact that you're able to share that with us and we're able to you know it's i think it's cool to watch people grow you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like to step into the middle of something and then watch the rise and something you said earlier as well when you talked about how you know you were connecting with other entrepreneurs and small businesses um and offering their products through your company. And I was just thinking about how sometimes, you know, in entertainment or in business, I feel like there are classes of people. What I mean by that is like, there may be actors or actresses that have come up together. Like they started at a certain point and they move up in the ranks and it's like that that now it's their time and, and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And just, I love how you're staying connected to these small businesses, these small business owners and you're, 
like y'all are going to rise together because you're supporting one another. And I think it's just going to be cool to watch that happen across the board um, for you as well as these other small businesses. Um, so, yeah. I didn't, Niam, did you want to say something before we go into our closing? Yeah, before we go into our closing, I just want to ask what, what, what would be one lesson or one piece of advice that you would offer to someone who's standing in the space that you were when you wanted to start Detroit Kindred? What's the one key takeaway that you offer to them right now? I would say make sure that you do your homework. Um, don't jump in it for the reason of it looks like the grass looks greener on the other side. Don't do that. Or don't assume that because you see something that it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. I would say hit the ground running and make sure that you ask for help because you cannot do everything by yourself. Amen. What she said. That's, <laughs> that's, that's solid advice. 100% solid advice. Nice. All right. So um, as we wrap, we always ask our guests, um, you know, we're still in 2020 and, you know, this has been a little a ride this year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, usually there is some theme um, that we offer ourselves to guide us through the year, uh, whether that's a word or some piece of inspiration or affirmation that we give ourselves. But I'm interested to know if you have a word that you'd be willing to share that's been guiding you um, in 2020. What's your power word? Oh, one singular word. <laughs> Is that what you're asking? <laughs> I mean, we've allowed some guests to, you know, to you know, to stretch that rule. So. <laughs> uh, faith. That's faith. my word. Faith. Is there a reason why you chose faith? Uh, <clears throat> I think that's the only way that you can move. Mm-hmm. That's the I, that's the only way that you can really have your being. It's just faith. Um, for me, it's just having faith in God and believing that. He will come through. And for some people, it's faith in themselves or faith in a system or faith in their communities. Um, Whatever a person's, you can have faith in pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But whatever you're looking to trust in, just believe that it can work out. Mm -hmm. I love that. Faith. You got to have faith. Yes. Nice. Do you have anything in the works for 2020? I know you were talking about you've already kind of been looking ahead and trying to get uh, gather some ideas for December's box. Is there anything else that you've got going on um, or that may be coming up soon? As far as, well, I am looking to change over my uh, website. So that's a, okay. that's a big transition. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm looking to upgrade and change over my website, currently looking for um, web design. And then that's as far as Detroit Kendrick goes. Um, And I am looking into uh, formulas currently for creating my own hair care line. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's where I am right now. See so you I do in like test labs right now. You you, you testing <laughs> out some things like, while you're in quarantine. Um, I'm kind of like I'm looking at formulas and um, trying to figure out what would be the best chemist to go with. 
as far as hair care goes, I want to make sure that I'm doing it all the way correct. I don't want to just make up something in my back, you know, in my basement or nothing, but right. I just want to make sure that I really, really doing my homework as it pertains to putting this out because I, I want to touch on some areas like as far as like alopecia and mm. um, hair, hair loss and hair thinning and stuff like that. I really, really want to hone in yes. on, on those things. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm, I'm kind of working on right now. Uh, I do a lot of stuff on the side. I, I am uh, kind of cultivating the craft of photography. Come I do on. all my, <laughs> I do all my own pictures of everything. So it's kind of like just trying to, I guess, tweak things and make sure they're in order. You just it. tapped. You tapped on Terry and showed her when you said so photography. Deep. You know, she. So deep. <laughs> <laughs> I love taking people's pictures. I like when they feel confident. That's yeah. a that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic. But yeah, that's a that's something that I enjoy. I love that. That's beautiful. Beautiful. beautiful She's beautiful. invested in the element of beauty, capturing it and, and you know, helping. Yeah. It's an art to it. It's yeah. an art. I love You're it. Right. It is. Go ahead. No, I just I love it. Um, yeah, we we look forward to seeing these things take off for you. And you know, if you want to oh. send a sample or two, when you oh, I got I got y'all, I got yes. you. <laughs> and, and also, I forgot to say, if you need someone to, uh, you need that des- the website design plug. I know somebody. You know I, I happen to know somebody. You know them too. Uh, they might be uh, on on this show right now talking to you it's not me though but yeah for real girl yeah. i didn't know you did web design yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just putting you out there huh you know um you know it's kind of like I, like what you interior with photography i dibble and dabble with <laughs> and, <you know. laughs> Well, I would definitely need your help because, yeah, I, I'm looking to upgrade. Yeah, we can talk about it. We can definitely talk about it. Um, cool. I'm here for you. <laughs> no, this has been such a great conversation. Just yes. one um, last kind of question for our listeners. Um, how can they connect with you um, on social and anywhere? Just, you know, how can they get their hands on a box? Okay, so uh, the website to purchase the box is uh, DetroitKindred.com. You can always contact me on the contact page or you can email me directly at DetroitKindred at gmail.com. On Facebook, it is Detroit Kindred, just with a space in between. Um, With uh, Instagram and Twitter, it is Detroit underscore Kindred. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll have all that information listed in our show notes for you guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's shown us so much love that she's giving the love to y'all too. Yes. That love on down. (laughs) (laughs) So for those who um, are interested in getting your hands on a box, um, which y'all again, you, you want to get your hands on these boxes. You might want to make sure you get one for your husband too. So they won't be in yours. Just a word of advice, right. yeah. but, um, she's offering 10% off, um, for all of our listeners, um, and supporters of Melody conversations. And we'll have all that information, um, included in our show notes and the links to everything as well. 
Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Well, Chanley, it has been an honor and a pleasure to meet you, to chat with you. Thank you for sharing uh, your story with us. Um, I know I've got an anniversary coming up, so I'll be purchasing a box or two or three. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm definitely going to check you out um, and support. And um, no, yeah, this has been great. Stand up, D-Town. I do miss, I, I just want to say one thing too, also about Detroit. I miss the basement situation. I, it makes me upset that we down here in Texas do not have basements, but that's another story. It really is. Let me tell you, I did. <laughs> I visited there some years back and I was devastated. You guys do not have basements. I'm like, yeah. where do you put your yeah. stuff? Like, <laughs> Girl, the way this earth moved down Man. here, the basement would be um, to the east and the house would be to the west. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? It's so right? different, but it's crazy because like, we literally need basements. Yes. Like, we mm-hmm. can benefit from basements solely from the fact that not only does Tornadoes. the earth move, but the sky be moving a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like to blow stuff away. Yeah, if honestly, if COVID wasn't going on right now, we'd probably be up there with y'all because it's hot here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no different here. It's going to be 90 degrees. I agree. Really? Y'all summers are hot. Yeah. It's for the weekend. So it's, it's not y'all here. that little breeze from Canada. They summers uh, be tiny, little, little baby breeze. <laughs> <laughs> from, them, <laughs> from them lakes and things. <laughs> <laughs> Them lake said, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, let us know definitely when you're back in town. We, we, yeah, we, uh, we love to connect, you know, when the world reopens. So, mm-hmm. but y'all, when it's COVID, wanna... I, I want to visit, want to come down there and see y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, that is our time. We thank you again for always tuning in and supporting us as we. Um, share and lift another sister and amplifying her voice and sharing her story. We, we appreciate you, Chanley, for sharing your story. You know, our mission is always to um, share in our lessons together and celebrate our successes. So thank you for saying yes and for hopping on with us. We appreciate it. Yes, we appreciate you. I don't thank know. you so much for having me on. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Well, until next time. Melanate on that. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com. Or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice. voice.